And welcome to Combat Sports Breakdown. Let's get it. All right, got my co-host Cole with me. What it do? What's good, bro? All right, man. So we were just talking about the uh, Paul Felder retirement thing, and you know, it's cool as fuck that he he did it the way he did. But he was saying that he doesn't like how people hold up the division. So he was trying to get fights to move up the ladder, and nobody would take the fight. So that's what fucked it for him. Yeah, I got you. I mean, still, I don't know. Called it when he did. If he didn't feel it anymore, he didn't feel it, you know? Well, that's the smart thing he did. He got out when he wasn't really into it anymore, and then he also figured out that he still got a really good career ahead of him commentating and also fucking, like, podcasting. He wanted to be an actor. He's already been in a couple movies and TV shows and shit. So he was uh, talking to uh, actually Michael Bisping about how he beat him out in a role for a, a TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah. How Michael Bisping thought he was a shoe-in for it because they, they wanted a, a British MMA fighter. And he was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm the only one. Like, especially the one <laughs> with a world title. You yeah, know? Like, straight there's up. There's nobody no. better than me for this role. Yeah, it's comedy. Like, oh, we need him to have a scar and, you know, all this crazy shit. And then, yeah. of course... He gets a call later, like, oh, why didn't I get it? And he's like, oh, they gave it to another guy. And they're like, well, was he a British MMA fighter? And they're like, well, he was an MMA fighter. And they're like, well, what the fuck, dude? So <laughs> That's then he, comedy. Then he found out it was Paul Felder, and he was totally cool with it, because Paul's a totally cool guy. But I guess uh, Paul went to school for that shit. Like, he already went to school to be an actor and That's right. all that shit. So. Yeah. I didn't really know that, but I, apparently we'll be seeing him in some, some TV shows and movies pretty soon. Yeah, that dude was uh, talking <laughs> about it on the Ariel Hawani show. Yeah, he was he, on there too. He was he was saying he has some role coming up, which is sick. I mean, <clears throat> hey, if Paul Feller gets in any movies, I'll probably be watching it. Oh, most definitely. Um, the next thing that we're going to address is the fact that Jake Paul signed with Showtime. Oh, that's so, pretty sick, man. The dope thing about this is we're going to see him fight real fighters. Now, yeah. They're not going to be huge names. We're not going to see him in any title fights for probably three years, four years maybe. But we're going to see him fight a bunch of real boxers. Pros that have been in this for years did the whole amateur circuit. So he gets to skip that thanks to his celebrity. But now he's going to fight real boxers. So we get to gauge what's going to happen. I mean, he deserves it, man. Like, I mean, he's pro- he's proven that he's legit, you know? I mean, each each win each win he's had has been a TKO. So, well, yeah, but he he fought two people that didn't really want to fight, you know. So that's that's the thing that we're not really sure about. But what is cool is that everybody was trying to talk shit like, oh, he don't want to fight, but look what he's doing. No, not everybody up. can stop talking shit because he signed with a company that that's not really caring about his name. Yeah, they actually want to make more by seeing him lose once. You yeah, know? straight up, man, straight the, up. The fact that people want to see him lose makes it to the point where Showtime knows people are going to tune in. It's just it's the Floyd Mayweather effect. Yeah, we all want to see him get that that goose egg turned into a one. Yeah, yeah. Showtime made the best move, bro. That's facts. And Brendan Schaub highlights this, too. He talks about how Showtime don't play the bullshit. You know, he's on the yeah. inside little circle. He's signed by Showtime. His show's run by Showtime. Yeah. So he, he's in the Showtime web. You know, he's caught by that spider for sure. No, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they're paying his bills, and that's cool. If they yeah. want to pay mine, you know, hit me up, Showtime. But I, I just can't believe that. You know, we, we were sitting here talking about Jake Paul for months and months and months about how he don't want to fight. And now that he's signed with Showtime, everybody went silent. 
Yeah, I know for real. That's comedy. How about we we give him the credit? You know, <laughs> yeah, homeboy signed up. with a real company. Like straight up, legit. Good Props for him, to Jay man. Cole. Yeah. Hope, hope you you get some good fights and make some money. You know, yeah. let's do it now. Hey, it's pretty sick that. Uh, him and his brother got a cool training facility in uh, Costa Rica. Yeah, it? yeah. The whole thing is they're there because they got federal charges in America pending against them. So they went somewhere where they can't be extradited. <laughs> oh, dad, I didn't even know that. That's 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 wild, bro. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that one of them has like gun charges, and the other one's like being considered like a racketeering thing, and like they, they got dumb. legal issues, bro. Yeah, some dumb shit. But whatever, you know, it is what it is. They're yeah. still making money. They're still out there doing shit. And I haven't seen them do anything illegal. It's not like I know them for that. You know, we know them as YouTube and Disney kids. So whatever. Yeah, no, I got you. So the next thing <laughs> the next thing we got to address is the fact that Kobe's talking shit about the Ultimate Fighter. And bro. the thing that sucks about that is, like, the Ultimate Fighter's made so many careers, bro. Fucking, we're talking Jens Pulver, fucking... Uh, Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner, fucking Kamaru Usman, fucking, the list goes on and on and on, bro. Dude, wasn't it, um, Cody Garbrandt on there? Yes, Cody yeah, was. Yeah. He was uh, on there as a fighter and then on there as a coach. Yeah. Same with TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, On there bro. as a fighter, on there as a coach. Guess who else was an Ultimate Fighter champ? Bisping. Yeah, that's right. Wasn't guess, it? Guess who else was on the Ultimate Fighter? Brendan Schaub. Yeah everyone bro. wasn't wasn't conor mcgregor on there i think he was on there as a coach he okay. came over from cage cage warriors i believe okay. he was their two belt two division champ over there he had the 145 155 over there yeah and then he got the ufc chance you know what's cool is just to touch on that real quick is conor fucking he was talking about you know he can't wait to fight for the ufc and make real money and then he goes and fights for the ufc wins the $50,000 bonus and then comes out to the press conference and talks about how the day before he was standing in line for, for uh, welfare. Yeah, that's that's just crazy, man. He was like, I cannot believe this. Like, just, just the other day, I was standing in line at the welfare office getting food given to me because I couldn't afford to buy it. Yeah, that's just crazy, man. That dude, Connor, hey, hard work pays off, dude. That dude straight freaking worked his tail off to get to where he is today bro i mean the fact that he was named like the number one uh like richest dude or whatever in the uh, world for athlete for the year was sick man like good for him you know most of that's from him selling his his whiskey company but the other crazy part is the fact that he made that name off of himself to be able to do that through the ufc yeah straight up you know, the people try and say, like, oh, the UFC don't create stars like other sports do. It's like, well, they have one. Yeah. And, you know, if we have one, we could do it again. Yeah. So be ready for the next big star because, you know, Connor's just the first one. Yeah. You know, remember the years when Floyd was at the top of the list? It's been every year since I was a kid. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone can just kind of chill on Connor for a minute, give him his props, and wait for the next big star. But. The fact that Kobe's talking shit about the Ultimate Fighter made Brian Ortega and Volkanovski both clap back at him. Oh, yeah. Brian Ortega and Alex Volkanovski might be friends after they fight because of this shit. Like, this is getting crazy. Yeah. Hey, well, first off, you know, that dude, Alexander Volkanovski, said some savage, savage stuff, bro. That was, that was lit, man. Ortega, too. They both called him a bitch. Yeah. Like, straight out. (laughs) 
he called him a little bitch. I was comedy. They both told him that you, you he's <laughs> ducking fights, you know. And when push comes to shove, he's he's all butt hurt because he didn't get the Usman fight last time. That shit's gonna have to go, bro. You gotta fight. No, straight up, bro. Straight I was telling up. I was telling you before we hit record earlier is that uh, you know when he missed out on that fight, it really showed that he missed the boat on all the fights in his division because everybody immediately got tied up and paired up after that. Yeah, that's so true, man. Like it's super true. So he would he would have had to fight someone probably outside of the top ten, and that's just not going to happen for Colby. You know, that, well, it's and that's not fair for that fighter, bro, because Colby would straight whoop his ass, bro. Yeah, that wouldn't be it's fair. Not safe. And you know, shout out to Chael for pointing that out. Is like Dana White has a responsibility of putting fighters in there against people they can defend themselves against. You know, yeah. we put John Jones in there against. Uh, let's just pick a name like Ben Rothwell as a heavyweight. You know, Ben Rothwell, he's a big dude, but John Jones will beat the brakes off of that guy straight up bro like he is so technically so much technically better and you know wrestling or not like john jones will hurt someone yeah i mean the only fight that in my opinion the only fight that was like on card fair but like wasn't was that Max Holloway uh, cater fight, bro? Oh yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that dude, Max, is straight pieced that dude up all that fight, was crazy. bro. So, do do you remember watching Giga Chikadze fight a couple weeks ago? He was the dude that uh, kicked uh, one, who did he fight? I can't remember who he fought off the top of my head, but he kicked dude in the in the liver, and it was like a seventeen second fight. It was oh, just a liver kick, and it was done. He called it the Giga Giga kick. Yeah, I think I think we were talking about that when it happened. Yeah, so he called out Calvin Cater. You know, he said, "Hey, yeah. I heard you were talking in an interview, saying you were ready to get back. So let's get back in there." You know. Yeah, that would be sick. That would be he, cool. He was saying how he's a six and zero in the UFC, and he he struggles to get people to fight him. Everybody acts like they don't know who he is, but he's in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, I like, got you, Giga bro. Giga Chikaze is a savage, and honestly, he's he's my dark horse in this division. Yeah. He's the 145-er that might just break everybody's heart. Yeah, no, I, I feel that, bro. He's got the technical skills to, to beat everybody. He's really strong. I don't really see Max having, like, this superior advantage. He's not bigger than him, you know? Giga's a big 145-er, too. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how uh, Calvin is going to come back after getting beat up like that, bro. Yeah, I don't know if he's ready for someone like Giga yet. I think he might need to come back and get him someone who's more wrestling heavy and just get someone who's not going to pummel the crap out of his head and get yeah. back in there and, and do his body right. You know? Yeah, because because honestly, Max took that dude's soul, bro. I don't care what anybody says that full soul was taken that night. Yeah, he took a piece of him with him. Yeah, for sure. He he left that arena that night with a piece of Calvin Cater. Yeah. Like that's that's no joke. And I think everybody who watched that fight understands and relates to that, you know? Yeah, straight up. So Michael Chandler calls out Justin Gaethje and says, if Eddie Alvarez can beat Justin Gaethje, then I definitely can. And you know what Eddie's response was to that? He says, yeah. Good luck, bro. Justin Gaethje's a tornado of of fist and kicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I- Honestly, bro, as much as that, as much as I think Chandler is like cool and and stuff, bro, like, I, I don't, I don't, I, I think, I think that's a terrible matchup for him, bro. Well, it's the exact same person fighting the exact same person. They have the same style. It's just who's better at it. And I think Justin Gaethje's just right now fighting at a higher level than Chandler is. I think Agreed. Chandler coming off that loss might not be ready for it. But you know, everybody could say the same about Gaethje. His last fight was Khabib. 
Yeah, but I feel that, I don't know. I feel that Khabib's way better than Charles Oliveira. Yeah, but no Khabib took a piece of Ga- uh, Gaethje that night. Uh, that's hey, that's facts though. That's he straight facts. He choked him to sleep and yeah. broke his arm right in front of his mom and dad. Bro. Yeah, they no. were the only people sitting there watching. Yeah, that's facts though, bro. So I, it's hard to really say that that's a, a bad matchup in any way, shape, or form. They're both mentally in the same spot. The way I see it, though, is, you know, a lot of people don't understand. Michael Chandler's won Bellator's million-dollar tournament. He's been a world champion. He's been a multi, multi-time multi defending world champion. He's got a couple million dollars in the bank. Yeah, I got you, bro. So it's no harm, no foul if you don't like Michael Chandler. He's still going to be all right, guys. Yeah. You can root for Justin Gaethje and, and it be okay. Like, yeah. You don't have to root for Michael Chandler, but you also don't have to dislike him. He's a likable guy. It's okay to like him and root against him, too. He really is, bro. It's his story, low-key, be hitting home to me because he be adopted. He has an adopted son, so that's pretty sick, bro. Yeah. Like. I touched on that in a prior episode, how, you know, it's really unique, the circumstance that he put this child in. You know, he saw someone who needed some uplifting and uplifted, you know, and if I could do the same, I definitely would. You know, yeah. you've definitely changed my opinion on adoption. Not that I thought down on it. I just, I always thought it was it was just something I would do is like have my own kids. And the fact that I do is cool. But I also feel like it's something I would love to do if I could is adopt and bring someone yeah. into my life and, and help them and bless someone like that. You know, that's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it is, bro. Yeah. And the fact that he, he adopted a child of color, like, oh my God. Yeah, that, yeah. You, just, you, you just changed someone's life in a way that they don't quite understand yet you know yeah i know that's true bro that's true you know me growing up jewish most people just see me as a white kid until they realize like well i'm not even white enough to be white you know yeah it's this weird middle ground you know i'm hated by whites i'm hated by blacks i'm hated by mexicans you know but then you find all these groups of people like inside that are like oh yeah hate's kind of lame you know yeah so then you realize all these race barriers aren't really that big of a deal but like they exist yeah seriously michael chandler helps somebody who doesn't even understand race barriers yet and that's that's amazing yeah it is amazing man awesome so like i said it's okay to like the guy you don't have to root for him but you can still like him yeah yeah you don't have to root against him either you know it's it's this crazy thing like i like michael chandler but i'm not gonna root for him over justin gaethje (laughs) yeah no i like justin gaethje like that's just that's what i like i like him you know (laughs) yeah for real bro for real so here's the the thing that we need to talk about before we can have too much fun is TJ Dillashaw is a fucking cheater, dude. This fool with the steroids, okay? <laughs> gets caught with the EPO, which, you know, if if you get caught fucking with EPO God. in this sport, it's one of the it's like top notch. It's the highest of the high when it comes to recovery. Like it'll help you recover and be able to train more and fucking you could cut and then take EPO and still have all the nutrients and like you're not really doing it. Yeah, he's a fucking lame, bro. And guess Sorry, what? Buddy. His coach sent fighters to Corey Sanhagen's open workout to record his training. That's crazy. Yeah, Dwayne Lud- Ludwig, you're a piece of shit. And yeah. I never thought I would say this, but Conor McGregor was right about you, bro. You're a fucking snake in the grass. Yeah, fuck that guy, bro. You remember the, the clip of the Ultimate Fighter when Conor McGregor was saying, oh, how do you feel about your coach? He's a little snake in the grass. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And Cody Garbrandt got all pissed off and tried to beat up Conor. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. They were talking about Dwayne Ludwig, yeah. and Dwayne Ludwig is TJ Dillashaw's head coach, and that's who sent these guys over to Corey Sanhagen's camp. That's that's crazy, bro. So sad to say, Conor McGregor was right. Yeah, your coach is a piece of shit, bro. 
Yeah, fuck that piece of shit, bro. TJ Dillashaw, you need new friends. Right up. It's like that dude, uh, th- I think his name is Diego Sanchez. Oh, dude, yeah, finally. Like, yeah. Finally. For real. And, you know, his his uh, former spiritual guidance coach or whatever he was, fucking cult leader, Joshua Fabia is out there talking crap about how the UFC fixes fights and now the UFC suing him. People yeah. have already had to learn this lesson. The UFC don't fix fights. No, for real. They they tell people, hey, if it's exciting, you're going to make more money. Yeah, yeah. But that's not on them. That's obvious. <laughs> no, straight up, If you up, have bro. an exciting moment in life, you make more money from that moment. Yeah, no, I got you. No matter who you are. That's facts, though. Like, it, it's just crazy. So, I don't know if you, you saw uh, Rob Font. He, uh, he was saying, like, oh, I'll fill in for the, the Sanhagen-Dillashaw fight. And, you know, Peter Young said, hey, bro, chill out. Say, well, you first off, you already know Peter Young's my guy, bro. He said, hey, dog. You, <laughs> he said, you couldn't even knock Cody Nochin out. <laughs> you got Young. pillow hands. <laughs> my boy Peter Young's being savage right now. You know, he really embraced this right. this period on timeout, you know, and I think that's all this was. He didn't know the rules, he broke the rules, and now he's got timeout. You yeah. Know? Sorry, bro. You got to sit on timeout, read the rule book a couple more times, come back, beat out Jermaine Sterling, and just be the champ. <laughs> Hey, yeah, all I'm saying is, bro, that's what I was saying. Sterling's about to get his ass whooped, bro. Look, here's the one thing I got to tell you, Cole. Your boy, Peter Yan, is just going to keep my belt warm. (laughs) I'm going to beat the shit out of that boy. (laughs) I'm going to come take that belt. That's my belt. These (laughs) motherfuckers are wearing my belt. Hell yeah, bro. Catch me in a couple years. I'm going to be the UFC champ. Fuck that. Hell yeah, that's going to be sick, bro. Peter Yan, keep my belt warm, baby. Break it in for me. I need that leather nice and broken in, baby. Shoot. Hey, honestly though, bro, I I know I'm a big fan, but and I'm saying this, but I don't I don't see anybody really being that dude Perion once he gets the belt back, bro. Yeah, as long as he can avoid making mistakes as a champ, and and Dana White can not strip him, not have to strip him, because like if he gets DQ'd in one or two more fights for not knowing the rules, he can't fight in championship fights. Oh, for real. I mean, I mean I, no, I if, got, yeah, I got you. Like, it's not that's a rule, facts. but, like, it's not, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, no, that's straight up, though. Yeah, so, um, the, the next thing, the last thing we're going to touch before we move on to the 155 top 15, um, Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. That's, that's coming up on the, I believe it's the 5th. And yeah. that's next weekend. And, you know, everybody talking shit needs to realize that Logan Paul didn't call Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather called them. Said, hey, we can make a shitload of money. And Logan's like, hell yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. Okay, I, so I didn't know that. All these people that are like, oh, fuck him. He didn't fucking fight nobody. He lost two fights. And, you know, he didn't lose two fights. He's 0-1-1, so he, he hasn't won any fights. But check this out. I don't care who it is. If anybody were to say, hey, you want to go fight the champion and make a couple hundred million dollars? Hell yeah. No matter yeah. what, bro. Hell yeah. If you want to pay me $10 million to go fight Floyd Mayweather tomorrow, guess what? Where's my gloves? <laughs> no, straight up, bro. Straight up. You want to you wanna pay me $6 million to go stand in there against Mike Tyson? Shit, where's my shoes? Got my keys? Let's go. Where, <laughs> For where real. Where airport do I need to meet y'all at? Like, For real. I'm there now, bro. You're talking millions. It's life-changing money, bro. And then you talk Floyd Mayweather, where we're talking like several million. Yeah, I know. Straight up. Straight up, man. I mean, hey, good. I mean, good for Logan, bro. At least he's doing a damn thing, you know? Doesn't that change your perception? 
Yeah. It doesn't make you think Logan's a little less douchey knowing he wasn't the one out there pushing for this fight the way that everybody yeah. thought he was. Straight up, bro. I mean, <laughs> hey, that's just that little uh, scuffle that full Floyd and Jake Cat was kind of comedy, though, bro. It was a little childish, though. Like, the gotcha hat thing was funny, you know, but, like, it's already gone too far. It's not funny anymore. Yeah. And then the thing about, like, Floyd Mayweather is like, dude, you act like a fucking seven-year-old. You threw a temper tantrum over a hat, bro. <laughs> no, straight up, though, bro. I would have been is like, it? hey, bro, uh, you need to give me my hat because that's my personal property. You know, I got lawyers and cameras here, dog. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You just reached in my face. You know, that's a, that's a lawsuit like a motherfucker. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Like, that's all you had to do. Be, be the 50-year-old man you are, dude. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck are you doing? I was going to say, isn't that dude fucking 50? I think he's like, like 48, but like still, yeah. man, like what the fuck are we doing? You seriously got that? Like he was screaming, bro, and like stomping his feet. Yeah. Talking about, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Bro, you better watch out throwing that around. You so already what? got a wife that ended up dead because of some magical lawsuit that disappeared. Yeah, no, I got you. Hey, what, watch that dude fuck around getting knocked out by Logan Paul, like for real. Like, not saying it's going to happen, you know what I mean? But, like... Well, he's got the puncher's chance, bro. He's he's a lot bigger than Logan, or than uh, Floyd. And the thing is, Logan can fight, you know? He understands space. He understands, like, footwork. It's not this, like, super unrealistic thing. The no, unrealistic thing is him trying to make a career off of stuff like this. Yeah, no, I got you, bro. Logan's not the fighter. That's what we've we figured out. He couldn't beat a YouTuber. Twice. Yeah. No, I got you. He lost one, tied one. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not everybody's made for this, bro. Yeah. I mean, at least he's the first one out of the both both of the brothers that's actually fighting a legit boxer. Yeah, kind of. You know? Like, I, I get it, but I don't think this is one of those things where we're really going to gauge skill. No, I got you. You know, we're going to see if Floyd still got it. Yeah. That's what this is going to tell us. This is going to tell us if Floyd can dodge for fucking eight two-minute rounds or whatever it is yeah no i got you bro but i don't think this is one of those things where we're going to be able to see like oh logan really wants to do this that's not what this is not at all no i feel you bro i think logan's looking for his retirement i think logan's done putting on this bullshit fucking facade i think he's done playing with his brother's antics i think he wants to make a quick 50 million and retire yeah hey that's not a bad thing either bro i think it's time yeah. I think he's done enough to really cement himself as a top earner in the YouTube world. I think he could cl- collect whatever paychecks are still going to roll around from the shit he does. Yeah, no, and, I got and you. And just be a regular celebrity, you know? Like, you don't yeah. have Like, just be a rich dude. Yeah. You can be a rich dude. Just don't Hello, spend bro. it, you know? No, for real, Be bro. smart. I feel that, man. So... We're going to go over the top 15 real quick. Um, I, I don't think some of these should even be how it is. Uh, I probably will re-rank them as we go. Starting out with number one, the champ, Charles Oliveira. So you got to leave him as number one. Yeah. Can't really do much about that. He has the belt. He, uh, earned, I mean, I know the fight was for the belt, but it's the way he won that fight. He it makes him like deserve that first spot, you know. I agree. I agree one hundred percent because Michael Chandler actually made him go through a real, real dogfight for the belt. You know, yeah. if he just walked through Chandler, like just choke someone out in the first round, I'd be like, ah, I wouldn't have done that to Khabib. Yeah, you know, no, like that's real. what we all would have said. Straight but up. if Khabib cracked 
Oliveira, and Oliveira was able to do what he did against Chandler, who has pretty good wrestling, you know? Yeah. I, I think it, it proved that he could hang with Khabib. Not that he would beat him, but he would be able to hang with him for sure. So we, we we're able to look past the fact that Khabib retired. No, I got you. But if you were to ask Khabib, he'd say the dude ranked at number 10, Islam Makachev, is the guy to, that's going to wear the belt for the longest. Yeah. He says that dude's going to get the belt and it'll never come off of him until he decides to leave. I mean, I, I, we'll see, bro. We will see. But, I mean, if, if Khabib's saying that's the best guy in the room every time he's in there, then that, that says a lot. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I so, mean, sorry to interrupt, but mean, I guess that's why uh, people be avoiding him to try yeah. to fight, bro. Yeah. Paul Felder wasn't really avoiding him. He didn't well, want to fight him and lose his ranking because dude was ranked so far below him originally. Yeah. And then by the time it was time for him to fight, it was like, ah. Eh. I'm out, dude. Like, have the spot. <laughs> well, I mean, plus I think Paul Felder was already trying to retire before that whole like beef, like the beef they're having happened. Oh yeah, but the, so. well, not before their beef because their beef is kind of old, to be honest. If you look back, it, it predates when Felder was going through this. It, it's kind of from when he got his uh, injury from cutting weight, like three, four fights ago. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, so I think he lost it after that uh, Dan Hooker fight in New Zealand. They yeah. fought each other. They fucking did this, this uh, like, trading of souls back there in New Zealand, you know? Like, it yeah. was an interesting night. That, that was a pretty badass fight, though. It was a war. Yeah, that was, it was a sick war. fight. And then, you know, I I, he said he, he lost it, and then he kind of got it back on that Rafael Dos Anjos fight where he came back on five days' notice. Yeah. He said that, like, brought the fire back, you know? Like, fuck yeah, I did yeah. it. I cut 30 pounds in five days, fucking got in there, fought five rounds, like, Hello, fucking bro. beast mode, you know? He's like, Hello. I love that shit. But then I just kind of was like, ah, I'm not really trying to do that. The whole Felder situation, I guess we've covered it twice now, but it's like, it, it really sucks, you know? But Islam is the guy. Yeah. So we have Dustin Poirier at number two. Uh, and I'll leave him there, honestly. Yeah, but he's fighting Conor McGregor, who they have ranked at number five. And I wouldn't have Conor at number five. I would probably have him further down the list at probably like 15 or 14 because he hasn't fought anybody in one. Yeah, and I, I feel it, bro. But I mean, I don't know. I, I just think Dustin's a straight badass, bro. Yeah, he is. But we're going to find out if Connor's really got it because Connor is better than him when he's at his best. Straight up. Connor's huh? the best 155er in the world when he shows up. Yeah, no, that's facts. I don't though. care about Khabib like that. Like, like Khabib well, is the best when Connor's not at his best. Well, yeah, I, I honestly, bro, it's Connor was is right when he says this. Khabib fought Connor on his best night and Connor fought Khabib on his worst night. Yeah. That's straight and, fucking And still facts. took a round from him. Yeah, straight the fuck up, bro. So, I don't care, bro. That fool Connor is a savage. Like Yeah, the only thing is we need him to, to stop punching old men, stop drinking, get off the vacation boat and fucking train. Yeah, straight up, bro. If he does that, then we're good. And right now, it sucks because like we see him posting a bunch of pictures on vacation here and there and like trips and I don't really see him training much. No, yeah, I feel it, bro. But if we did, I'm sure we'd all be banking on Connor. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Justin Gaethje is ranked at number three. Um, I wouldn't. I'd probably have him at number four and Benil at number five. I mean, I don't know. Justin hasn't really fought in a minute. I'll put him at like six. 
Well, I mean, I I get what you're saying, but I I think Michael Chandler is a good number six. Oh, So I would have Chandler at six. I would have Connor probably at like 15, Benil at five, Justin, I would leave at three, Dustin's two, one, right? Yeah. That's how I see it. And then you have Tony Ferg who... I, I look, we'll put Connor at 14, Tony Ferg at 15. How about that? Yeah, I, honestly, man, I don't think Fer, Ferguson should be in the top 10. Like, no, he, he's lost too many fights in devastating fashion. Like, bro, it's hard with Justin Gaethje. That for Gaethje. I think that's, I think that's where it just ended for him because Gaethje, <laughs> that dude legit took his soul, yeah, bro. You could literally take that title chapter out of the book and just throw it in the trash because yeah. it, it was done that night. Yeah, literally, bro. Like, that dude, Gaethje, man, that, what a performance, though, by that dude, bro. You know? Like, that was amazing, bro. Yeah. So then you have Rafael Dos Anjos, who left the division to fight at 170, didn't really get fights at 155, was dealing with people who were tied up and injured. He was waiting to fight Khabib. Khabib got hurt, booked with Tony, literally left the division because it was too tied up. Yeah, no, I Came back. He didn't really lose at 155. I think he lost one fight at 155. So I think Rafael Dos Anjos, after beating Paul Felder, should actually slide into that number four spot. Like, I know it sounds weird, but I, I think Rafael Dos Anjos is still in the top five. I feel That's him, the bro. way I see it. He's a 170-er when it comes to how big he really is, but he makes 150, no, 155, no problem. Yeah, I got you. So, I feel it. And he was a former world champ. Yeah. I, I, I'll be pressed to see a fight right now that would happen that Rafael Dos Anjos wouldn't jump on and have a fantastic chance. I got you. I think Rafael Dos Anjos should fight Islam Makachev. Yeah, that would be a dope fight. But I don't know that we're going to get that just because uh, Rafael Dos Anjos is trying to avoid losing to these young guns. These young predators are vicious, bro. Savage, bro. Savage. So I think he's trying to finish his last little title run before the end of his career, you know? Straight up. I don't know what it is, but this younger generation is coming up, bro. Then, so here's the weird part. We have Dan Hooker. Who I would easily slide in that number seven spot. You know, no big deal. But, like, he got knocked out by Michael Chandler. So, he's got to be right below Michael Chandler. Yeah, I yeah. think he's better than Chandler. But I think he got caught, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you right there, bro. He got caught and it's a bummer. Yeah. So, right. I would I would have Islam up at eight. The number eight spot. Which, I don't really see that as too big of a jump from where he is. He's number ten right now. I don't know. Islam Man. beat some people, and he's he's a savage, bro. We've actually seen Islam come in and, and do some shit. It's yeah. not like this is a surprise. Nobody wants to fight him. Why no, do you think yeah. that is? No, I, was, I was about to say, I don't know. Uh, he probably would move him up a little bit higher than eight. Well, the only reason I, I didn't is because I have Dan Hooker, who I think oh, yeah. should be there at seven, and then I have Michael Chandler at six. But Neil Darius at five, you know, they they fought people to put them there. So that, yeah. that's the only reason is like by by default, that's the that's the highest I could put him without a fight putting him higher. No, I got you. Honestly, bro, like I have to go back to the top world kick. I'll probably put Gaethje above uh Poirier. Yeah. Like I I I don't know. I, I would bro. Just because like there's nothing like, wrong with that, bro. Yeah. The issue is that uh, Poirier beat Gaethje, so it's like 
some people see that as like valid, but then there's been so many fights in between that it's like it's hard to say. You know? Yeah, I don't know. It's just I've been thinking about that performance he had against Tony, and it's like, dude, it's too hard for me not to put him at two. But here's yeah. the question: Was Tony already on the downhill going into that fight? Because no. that was the last fight. I, 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 it's no. hard to say. It's hard to say. You know. Uh, oh, it's just the only reason why I say no is because that dude was literally about to freaking fight Khabib for the title, bro. And, like, the way he, like, the style he had in that fight against Gaethje made it seem like he could have freaking murdered Khabib, bro. I get you. The only thing is, like, he was throwing these weird, looping, wild shots. And, like, that only works for so long. As we're seeing right now, the fundamentals of fighting are what's winning these fights in the main events. Yeah. Cody Garbrandt, who's a wild man, was just picked apart by a 1-2 offense the whole time. Yeah, I got you. Rob Font literally just one 2 him for five rounds and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I feel so you, So it's bro. like the fundamentals are really what's showing out right now. Like, you can have all the, the weapons in your box... But can you get to the box? You know, you need the fundamentals of fighting to get to be able to use all your weapons. Yeah. So here's where it gets weird. You ready for this? Kevin Lee is ranked at number 11, and he's not even in the division anymore. Bro, that dude, Kevin Lee's about to get his ass whooped in the 170-pound division, bro. Yeah, he's too small. (laughs) Those dudes are killers, bro. He was big for 155, but he's too small for 170. That's what sucks. Straight up. So I would put Kevin Lee at 13, I guess. If he's still in the division, I guess I'll leave him at 13. I have Connor at 14, Tony at 15, and I think Kevin Lee might be good enough to still beat both of them right now. So that's why I would put him there. But he's not even in the division anymore. It'll be interesting because I looked at 16, 17, 18. There's not really anybody right now. So I'm guessing there's going to be a big signing or a big fight move getting ready to happen at 155. Yeah, I feel you. Wait wait for some news, you know? Who, who's that dude Kevin Lee fighting again, though? Oh, man, honestly, I, I'm pretty sure it's like somebody he's guaranteed to lose against. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was like a pretty solid name he was about to fight. Yeah, uh, did you also see that they booked the Michael Pereira fight versus Nico Price? That's going to be a sick one. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty savage fight. We got Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez announced. Bro, that's an exciting fight right there. Banger. Hey, if you had to choose between those two, who would you you pick? Yeah. Without a doubt. I got you. Yeah, without a doubt. And um, Kevin Lee's fighting Sean Brady. And yeah, that's a pretty big name. Like, he's, he's fighting someone with an equal name to him. Yeah, no, I got you. So, Sean Brady's going to beat the shit out of him. Uh, put your money on Brady. I don't care how many head tattoos Kevin put on the back of his head. You know, don't change shit. <laughs> no, you still for blew real. out both your knees and haven't fought since then. Yeah. Hey, uh, freaking blowing out your knees is not fun, bro. No joke. So, then we have Gregor Gillespie at 12, which it sucks to say, but I'm going to put him above kevin lee just because kevin lee's not in the division anymore but gregor got his only loss is to kevin lee sat in devastating head kick okay i got you yeah it was it was bad but whatever it is what it is we'll leave him at 12 just because you know the way the division's laying out then we have diego ferreira and uh grant dawson armand sukarayan and these guys you can rank them wherever you want they're all as good as each other. Yeah. So it's just like whatever, you know. No, I feel you, bro. And I'm I'm gonna switch this up. I'm gonna put I'm gonna switch Kevin and and Gregor. So we'll go Kevin Lee. Yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, I got you. We'll go Kevin Lee, 9. Gregor can go 10. We'll go Diego Ferreira. Grant Dawson. Armand will be 11, 12, 13. Then we have Connor and Tony. So I I actually like the way that's set. Yeah, that's that's a nice little setup right there. But either way, like this this division needs to get going. The only people that are even booked right now are fucking Dustin and Connor. So I get that Charles just fought. He'll probably fight the winner of Dustin and Connor. Um, Justin is either gonna fight Vanille Dariush or Michael Chandler. Whoever doesn't fight him will probably fight Rafael Dos Anjos. Yeah. You have Dan Hooker who will probably fight Tony Ferguson. I feel like Dan Hooker will put put them hands on Tony Ferguson, bro. Islam is booked for a fight with someone who's ranked like 15 or 16, I think. Or 16 or 17. So Islam does have a fight booked. Uh, Gregor Gillespie just fought a couple weeks ago. So this... This division needs to get going. That's that's yeah. really what this goes down to. There's too many savages in this division to be, you know, running dry right now. Yeah, especially with how many big names are, are left available. Like, this yeah. is absolutely crazy. No, straight up, bro. And then that's facts. the next thing I want to go over is just the fact of a couple of these next fight cards that we have. So the next one is going to be... Rosenstruck versus Sakai, Augusto Sakai versus Jarzinho Rosenstruck. This is going to be a fun one. Heavyweights, it's going to be yeah. a banger. I don't expect it to go all night. Both these guys are big cardio, anti cardio machines, you know? No, I got you. They do not run laps, I'll tell you that much. Then you have Walt Harris versus Marcian Tibera, which, if you don't know, Tibera is being called out by Ben Rothwell. He wants that fight back. He calling him a bitch and telling like all types of shit. So that's interesting. And then Santiago Ponsonibio is fighting on this next card as well. And that's going to be a sick-ass card. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty nice one. So then after that, you have UFC 263, which is Izzy versus Marvin Vittori, Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz, Damian Maya versus Belial Muhammad, Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. Banger of a card. Straight up, bro. Straight banger, man. Great card. Also, Drew Dober versus Brad Riddell on the undercard. Lauren Murphy's fighting on the undercard. In the early, early prelims, there's going to be Chase Hooper's coming back on that one. So that's a... Uh, Funky Ben. Yeah. That's his look, the dude that always pretends to be his son. Okay, I got you. I got you. I, I like Chase Hooper. He's actually really fun, really oh. good. Then uh, the next fight night card after that is Chong Sung Jung versus Dan Ige, the Korean zombie versus Dan Ige. Okay. It's going to be a sick one. Alexi Olenek is coming back, so uh, watch out for someone getting a fucking weird choke from underneath, probably the Ezekiel choke from underneath. Yeah. Then you have Cheeto Vera coming back finally. Okay, heck yeah. And then after that, you have Cyril Gon versus Alexander Volkov. It's going to be another big heavyweight fight, so mm-hmm. that, that division's shuffling around. Yeah, it's going to be nice. And then nice. the fight card after that is 264, and that gets us into July. Okay, that's the Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor card. Oh, it's going to be fun. So it's really starting to get exciting. Um, this is one of those things where it's like we're, we're all really hyped up for the next couple fights coming up. Yeah. But they're all getting more exciting as we get closer to July. Yeah, yeah, for real, man. 
Shoot, bro. What, what's this, so what's up with uh, like Rose, uh, Thug Rose, and like that whole division? So Rose will probably end up fighting Weili Zhang again, unless they book Joanna versus Weili, and then we'll get uh, Carla Esparza versus um, Thug Rose because they were the first two women to fight for that belt, and Carla Esparza won. Okay, I got you. I believe it was Carla Esparza. Shoot, man. I have the name wrong. Hold on. Let me double check in my notes from last week. Cause, I mean, honestly, bro, I don't know if I would want to see that fight again if uh, Thug Rose fought Wei Lee, man. <laughs> She's right here with that leg kick and put her out to sleep, man. Yeah, it was Carla Esparza. And the thing about that is Wei, we know Wei Li Zhang is a fantastic fighter. So the fact is, like, look at that fight she put on against Joanna Young Jacek. Yeah. She got caught. Like, I, I, I do want to see a rematch bad. I feel you, bro. I really want to see a rematch. We saw, like, a minute of that fight. She, you know, the fake low kick high thing. We just went over that. You know, like... Yeah. She understood the body manipulation. She got her to react, and, and she acted on her reaction the way you're supposed to. You know? Yeah, no, I got you. I got and you. And if you go back and look, it's impossible to tell where that kick's going when Rose throws it. Yeah, no, I got you, bro. Legitimately, it is impossible to tell, bro. I, I thought it was going, like, upper chest, you know? Yeah. And she ended up slinging that thing right to the chin. So it's like, Rose is, is the best of the best. Yeah. Oh, you're right, though, because uh, Wei Li, she, she, got them, she got them hands, bro. She got them hands. She's a great wrestler. She, yeah. I mean, she out-wrestlered. The chick that slammed Rose on her head. Oh, yeah. That's right. She bull rushed her, pump mulled her, out wrestled her, and beat her in like a minute and 40 seconds. Yeah. No, straight up, bro. Straight up. So, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Whaley. I'm a huge fan of Thug Rose. I, I just think it should be a, a rebook, an instant rebook. But also, I'm getting pissed off that Joanna's not fighting. Yeah. You know, I appreciate that she's she's embraced her beauty. She's a beautiful woman. All her social media is basically her her modeling. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're a fighter. We want to see you fight. You have amazing talent. You're a world champion. We call you Joanna Champ for a reason. Yeah. It's not just because you have a hard last name to pronounce. Yeah, no, I got you. Like, we, we love JJ. You know what I mean? Yeah. We want her back in the octagon, and we want her to fight. We want her death stare. We want her talking shit. Like, she's one of the best female fighters on the planet and the most exciting to watch. Straight up, bro. Straight up. So, come back. You know, that's all we're waiting for. She said she wants to fight for the belt or the number one contender. That's really all she's interested in. And yeah. I get it at this point. She's done it all. Yeah, I got you, bro. But she's like the female Conor McGregor, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I got you, bro. I love me some Joanna talking shit. Straight up, though, bro. Like, Straight up. Did you see her on The Ultimate Fighter? Nah. You nah. need to go watch it. You have ESPN Plus. Watch it. They're all on it was co- It's comedy? It's amazing. No, it's amazing, bro. She she told one chick in Portuguese she's a, a Mexican slut or something like that. Like, she went off, bro. That's comedy. Like, she went off. Like, yeah. she said shit that they aren't even allowed to play on, on like, pay-per-view television. Yeah. They bleep her out on pay-per-view, dog. I got you, bro. Bro, what's up with this female Amanda Nunez? Is she fighting soon? So, this the chick that just beat Felicia Spencer, I believe her name's Norma Dumont, she only has seven fights. So she's not quite ready to fight fucking Amanda Nunes. So she'll probably have to take... I believe she's fighting that 135 fight, right? Against uh, uh, the the 
Venezuelan vixen. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about, bro. What's her name? Juliana Pena. Yeah, she's fighting Juliana Pena at 135. And then she wants to bounce back up to 145. But what needs to happen is UFC needs to sign Kayla Harrison. They need to get her into the UFC. And she needs to fight 145. She already said she has no problem with that. She's like, I've already done it. We could cut the talks about that shit. I think that's the baddest woman in the planet. I can't wait to see that fight. Her against uh, Manonunas? Yeah, and if, if Bellator was smart... They would do a cross-promotion fight with PFL before she signs to UFC because we all know she's not choosing Bellator over UFC. No, She wants up. to go beat up Amanda Nunes. She's been begging to fight Cyborg for two years now. Yeah, I know. I got you. Make the fight. Shoot. Now, that would be crazy to see Amanda, Amanda get knocked out or something, bro. It will happen. Yeah. Kayla Harrison will knock Amanda Nunes out. And I've been saying it for like a month now. No, I got you. That, that's going to be crazy, bro. There's something about these Olympic athletes when they cross over to this sport, they get it. You know, they, and she's Whoa. a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, they, they're just built different, bro. Like, straight up. Look, look at Henry Cejudo. Look at Daniel Cormier. Hey. Like, all the Olympians that have come into this sport have dominated. That dude, Henry Cejudo, is comedy with his bend and knee shit, oh bro. That <laughs> should be making me laugh all the time, bro. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic like, little wrestling thing you know if you could get them to bend the knee you could get them down that's the thing you know yeah. if, if you could touch the knee you could get them down but the bend the knee thing is because he calls himself the king and shit you know he wants everybody to bow down before him hey. I, I like it you know it's cool yeah he 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 he's funny with the shit talking too like hey I'll, I'll be savage if he uh comes back and beats all the dudes he says he's, he he can beat well, he wants to come back, take the 125 belt back, the 135 uh, belt back, fight for the 145 belt, and then go get a boxing world championship. That'd be crazy. So he that's what he told Dana. He's like, hey, if you want, I'll come back and do all this shit. I've been telling you. And so isn't the champ at the 125, David Figueredo? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and yeah, Figueredo yeah. versus Cejudo would be an interesting matchup because Davison hits hard as shit for yeah, a 125er. Yeah, I was going to say, that dude's a savage, bro. Yeah, that he's hard as shit, bro. Yeah. I, I mess with that dude, bro. That, that fool is sick, man. Yeah, so he's going to fight Brandon Moreno again, which is a great fight, dude. Yeah. They, they fought to a draw, but that's only because Davison uh, had a low blow. Oh, okay, I got so you. So in reality, if you go back and you don't have that low blow, which I don't know that it impacted the fight the way that Brandon Moreno sold it. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, let's not pretend that that's not how you're supposed to play this sport, you know? No, I, I got you, bro. If you get kicked in the nuts, take five minutes and make it seem like it hurt, you know? Like, I don't I don't know what to say. Yeah, straight up. So, dude lost the point, and that's what ended up being a draw. So, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's cool. No, I so, got you. You good? You got anything else you want to talk about? Shoot, I'm chilling, bro. All right, bro. You want to give shout-outs? Yeah, shout-out to Alex, man, and uh, Cal Coast. Hell yeah, Cal Coast. Got them jackets coming up uh, on Wednesday, I believe. We'll have them up on the uh, website, up on uh, Instagram. So if you want one, just hit us up on there. We'll get them made for you. Yes, we'll sir. find out uh, cost, pricing, shipping, all that shit, and let y'all know what it's going I want to give a shout-out to Love Bracelet, lovebracelet.com, uh, promo code MrBreezy36. Get you that 36% off. Sure. All right, man. Appreciate you coming through, Cole. Yeah, this is a good session, bro. Hella, man. Combat Sports Breakdown, guys. We out.